You know, yeah, praise God. It's awesome to be here. I was, Bonnie, when you were playing there, I was, I, I can hardly even talk right now. I was getting so choked up, just, it was so beautiful, beautiful. Jesus is beautiful. And I, you know, it'd be nice to just keep on going, just worshiping. Um, and Pastor Christine, it was, I, I appreciated what you had to say. And then you mentioned um, being bold in trusting the Lord. Because that's what my word is about today, is about trusting the Lord. Um, so, to just sort of carry on, for, uh, Pastor Randy mentioned Denise already. So, um, this past week has been incredible, because as I've been preparing my word on trust, um, different things have been happening, and just sort of confirming it and supporting it and everything else, but... One thing that happened on Friday, uh, Bonnie and I, we've been going with, with uh, Denise a couple times down to the Stetson Bowl, and she's really made some connections with the young people there. They go down at lunch, and there's a whole group of girls that, that she's uh, been really speaking to. So on Friday, Denise couldn't go, but Bonnie and I still went down there. So we, when we got there, we, there's the uh, stadiums there. That's where they sort of hang out. So we walked up there. And, and um, we were there for, I don't know, maybe a half hour, 45 minutes. And it was, it was really good, but it was very difficult. I think maybe Bonnie would have, might have done better with, without me there. Anyway, we, we went up there with, with our masks on and stuff. And, and I'm, I'm standing there, and, and the girls are watching us. And, and, and we're saying, okay, do you have some questions? And, and this one girl, a, a big issue with, with a lot of the young people today is the whole gay issue. And, and relationships and all that stuff. And this one girl says, so are you guys gay? They thought that we were a couple. Of course, I had my hair down, it was long, and I had my beard covered with a mask. So I just pulled my mask down and, <laughs> and she went. But anyway, so it was a difficult, it was a difficult time with them. So, but anyway, we, we were there and they, they, I think they sensed that we do care about them, but they're already pretty strong in their, in, you know, their convictions. Of, they, they said one thing about, um, which was a bit disturbing. This one girl said, so why did Jesus kill all the, the gays in Sodom, Sodom? And that was a bit disturbing. And that's sort of the mindset that they've got, you know. So, you know, we're saying, well, actually, you know, it's, it's the, the people brought the judgment upon themselves. But that's sort of where they're at. So there's like very little understanding of, of scripture, of, of all that. So, but anyway, what was really interesting, so Bonnie and I were, were leaving and we were walking back to our car and it was a very cold day and our hands were cold and, and everything else. And, and um, we were just about to the car and Bonnie said, where's my glasses? She couldn't find her glasses, so she figured that she dropped them up in the stadium there. So we started walking back up, and Bonnie went up a little bit ahead of me, and she's looking there. But while we got back to the stadium, here's this young man uh, sitting there. He wasn't there before. And so as I was walking up there, I, I knew right away, like, this was God's plan, that, that I should start talking to him. So Bonnie went up 
and she was looking for her glasses. So I started talking to this fellow, Warren. His name's Warren. And he was very troubled, living at home. Not, he, he left school, not working, and he's having a hard time at home. Anyway, we, Bonnie came back after a while, and I just knew that we, like, it was, it was quite a hard thing, because here's her glasses gone, $700 in glasses, but, but I knew that we were supposed to focus on him. So it was a, 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 that, that point of trusting the Lord, that we could trust him with, you know, I, I believed at some point we'd find the glasses, but anyway, they were, they were gone. And so we spent about two hours with him. And in those two hours, we had the most incredible time. And he actually surrendered his heart to the Lord yeah. right there. And it's incredible. So I'm just waiting to hear from him now. Um, so with that, Bonnie and I left. And we thought, like, I, I, here I am in, in this time to preparing my, my talk for today. And I'm thinking, well they probably fell underneath under the bleachers. And there's really no way to get under there except for taking these screws out and lifting this board up. So I'm saying to Bonnie, well, maybe I should go get my tools and I'll, I'll see if I can get under there. And, and I'm thinking, but I don't have time to do that. So Bonnie says, well, no, never mind. So I, I had plans to go back later. And if you can imagine, it's like nobody goes underneath there. So it would be filthy. And Bonnie and I are talking about it. It'd be like going on this journey to Peru or something. I have to put all this, you know, all this garb on and protection and maybe take a gun with me. I don't know. It was, it was but so we, we, we went home. And I, I said, yeah, I've got to really focus on, on my, my sermon and what I'm going to be speaking about. So, so we left. And um, we got home, and I started to do doing my work in that. And then Bonnie, I think you called Chris uh, Denise, or she called you. Anyway, so they connected, and and Denise Bonnie told Denise what happened. So Denise felt led to go down to the park where we were, and she called Bonnie back a little bit later. Found the glasses. So yeah, and. So I'm thinking, great, I don't need to go on this adventure underneath the, right? So, so, so God had a plan, and, and, you know, we had to just go move ahead in what we were trusted to do. So praise God. So Warren, be praying for him. I'll be, be seeing him soon. So Warren, yeah. So I want to, um, you know, I... I always see these, these, these different people coming up and, and they're endorsing different books and stuff, right? So I'm endorsing this book. It's called Children's Letters to God. We are so blessed that for this season, we have three of our granddaughters that live with us on our property. So Bonnie's got all these children's books, Bible books, and these things. Like, and, and she showed me this. And I just want to read a couple things out of here very quickly. So this is, this is uh, children's letters to God. The first letter, how did you know you were God? That's Charlene. <laughs> Another one, dear God, I read the Bible. What does begat mean? Nobody will tell me. <laughs> dear God, maybe Cain and Abel would not kill each so much if they had their own rooms. It works with my brother. <laughs> Dear God, I want to be just like my daddy when I get big, but not 
with so much hair all over <laughs> Sam. Uh, dear God, I keep waiting for spring, but it never comes, so don't forget. <laughs> Precious, eh? So, anybody wants to borrow it, just let me know. <laughs> anyway, I'm sort of changing my notes around a little bit from what I had, but that's okay. Um, I, I think since it was mentioned already, too, I'm going to just go on a little bit about um, the trip that I'm going on. And, and uh, this whole thing has come out of, I guess, over the last couple of years, uh, myself and Jose Mendoza, a fellow that I travel with, and we go to Peru, and we've been up, up north quite a bit. We were up in, in um, just east of Terrace, a couple of villages. We've been up a couple of times making connections, building relationship. And, and in Terrace, there's an Alliance Church there, uh, connecting with the pastor there and uh, a few other people. So out of that, there's been, I guess it's been over a, more than a year now, just this vision of going on the coast of, um, of BC. And for me, this has been a vision for like 40 years. God put this in my heart 40 years ago. Just this, this thing in my heart about traveling on the coast of BC and going into some of the villages. And uh, four years ago, I went to Haida Gwaii. That was the start of it. Now, now this is unfolding. And I, I just, I know it's of the Lord. And I just believe the, the favor. It's been 40 years in my heart preparing me. Because 40 years ago, I wouldn't have been ready to do it. So it's been 40 years of just God working in my heart and and um, even the cap, the, the, the fellow that, that has the boat, it's been on his heart for years too. His name is Slade Compton. And he, he uh, has a charter boat and he travels the coast of BC doing charters for like 20 years. But he's never really done any, any uh, evangelism or really going into the villages. And, and, but he's been wanting to do that. And so this has just sort of come about in the last year too. So... So we've, we've got together, prayed, and so we are going. This is buzzing a little bit, isn't it? I'm getting some kind of thing happening here. Um, so I leave here on the 19th uh, with Jose. We fly to Terrace. From Terrace on the 21st, we will drive down to Kitimat, and um, there's a boat there that uh, Slade Compton has. It's a... Uh, 1964, 45-foot trawler called Bluefin 2. That's yeah, pretty neat. So um, on the 21st, we'll be going on the boat. And um, Slade Compton, um, and his, he's the captain of the boat. The first mate is Mike Vanderplow. Don Lincoln, he is one of the, the people that we met Previously, a couple years, um, previous in Gitanyao, one of the villages, he's a First Nations fellow, and he has the main connection to the villages that we're going to. Steve Hawes, he's a, uh, an alliance pastor in Terrace, and then Jose Mendoza and myself um, will be traveling from Kitimat. Um, there's an inlet there, and we travel down the inlet, and I think we get to Hartley Bay, first of all. 
and then to going south from there along the coast. This is right across from uh, Haida Gwaii, basically. Um, as we go south, going to Clem Two, and then a bit further south is Bella Bella. Bella. So that's on the 21st. It'll take a that'll be a few days traveling down. We're actually going till the 28th. Um, and it's a sense of spying out the land. And um, I'll mention prayer needs here. We're praying for good weather, of course. This time of the year, it could be pretty rough. Praying for open doors to the villages of Bella Bella, Clem 2, Hartley Bay. Protection and good health and favor, new meaningful relationships and freedom to present the gospel. Praying for salvations healings, and miracles, and knitting the team's hearts together for this outreach, and also praying for finances to keep the ship afloat for future trips, because we're already talking about that, and, and it all depends on sort of what happens here. Um, I think sort of the, the main thing that's on my heart is, and it goes along with what I'm speaking about today on trust, because as we know with, with the, the Native people, that's been a huge thing for forever. Is uh, they've it been a lot of truck trust that has been broken. There's been a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, and and people representing the church have been a part of that. One thing that I tell people is that you know whatever you've gone through, because I've been spending time with people that have been through the residential stuff and that. So that is not God's heart. It wasn't God's heart. So, but here we are, though, just trying to, to restore, renew relationships, and, and, and it's a matter of, of trust, again, building relationship. So that's going to be the main focus, and, and you're not going to, to change anything. It's just to build relationship and um, see what God wants to do, because it's really about him. Uh, as Pastor Randy had mentioned, yeah, in these difficult times, how do we continue to be the church through these times? And most of all, trust the Lord. And there's all kinds of different situations that come up. And I, I'm trying to make a practice of it more, and I'm st still learning about it, is in every situation, we, we either respond or re we react respond in the spirit or we react in the soul so i think it's so important in these days it's difficult some of the situations are, are really hard to understand so how do we respond in the spirit so as i i think about trust i go right back to the to the garden of eden and of course there's the situation right there that god's heart was that that adam and eve would trust trust him that's that was the beginning of God, you know, building relationship and, and, and his heart for, for all people. So with Genesis, it's the book of beginnings. And then we, we go all the way through the Bible, right to the book of John in Revelations, the book of consummation, which is the completion, the perfection, and the fulfillment. So I believe that, that God's heart is just right from the, the beginning of all his working with the people right through to the, to Rev, that's his heart is to, is that, that his people would trust him. And we know as we read through scripture that that's always been the, the, the challenge. 
uh, from Genesis to Revelation, trust. And um, I, I sort of, I've heard this for, for a long time in my spirit, and I sort of, it, it resounds throughout history, and I hear the voice of the Lord saying, will you trust me? And that's really what, what, it's, what it's been about for thousands of years. You know, God's saying, look, I know what's best for you. I, I love you. And, 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 um, and we do, we say, okay, Lord, we, we trust you. Um, here we are in this time frame now saying, yes, Lord, I trust you. And, then I, and I, I saddle up my horse called self-strength, and I'm going to do it. Because <laughs> that's what happens a lot. It's happened in my heart. I say, yeah, Lord, I want to trust you. But then I, I get into self-strength, trying to work it out. So trust, it's a, it's a process. And, and God, God understands that more than anybody, that it's a process that he's working in us. And his patience, his long-suffering in, in allowing us to make mistakes and, and even sometimes turn away from him. But he's always calling us back. So, so Adam and Eve, in, in, in that time period right there, was trust 101. And they blew it, I guess. <laughs> but it continued on. He says, okay. So I'm just sort of going to run through here just some, some, some of the main people that God was dealing with and, 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 and trying to work that out. We, we, I think of Noah. He was a righteous man, blameless, walked with God. But amidst, in the midst of all the wickedness and evil, the Lord brought the flood. And in that, you know, here's Noah trusting God for 100, 120 years. He's building this ark. And he's, and he's understanding, though, the promises that God has. But it was, a, it was just a, a great picture of, of Noah trusting God. And then there was, with that was the, the, no, the Noahic covenant not to destroy by flood again. And then we go to Abraham. He was called Abram, which was the father. No, it was, sorry, it was the exalted father. Later, his name was changed to Abraham which was the father of many nations. God's promise to him was, in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And quite early, um, God had, had given him that word. And at 90 years old, God spoke that to him again. And... Um, and then here was, here was um, Abraham and Sarah at a very old age that finally they gave birth to, uh, to Isaac. Praise you, Lord. And with Isaac, Genesis 22, when God called Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, that was all about trusting God and, and, and believing in the promise that God had, had, had spoken into his heart. 
Something interesting is, I found this quite incredible, that Isaac, in all the stories we hear, we always hear about him being a young boy, a lad. And actually, he was probably close to 30 years old, 33 years old. Noah being quite old, of course, at 33 years old, he would think of him as a lad or, you know, so. And the more that you look into this, when um, Abraham took Isaac, it was three days on their journey to where they were going to go to sacrifice. And at 33 years old, even, even Isaac, I mean, he, he was trusting his father. And because he, he was willingly going along, he didn't understand it all, but he was going. And the picture of gathering the wood together and, and then laying Isaac on the wood. I mean, what's that a picture of too? It's a picture of the cross and Jesus. And then you think of the ram who's got stuck in the thicket by his uh, antlers. And then here's Jesus with the crown of thorns. So, so God was, was doing something then and, and showing that. And Abraham had a sense and he, he, he knew and believed and trusted in the promise that God had spoke to him over the years. So God provided the ram. This speaks of three elements of trusting God. Starting the journey, never quitting, and keep involving God. I think that's, that's the big thing there is so many times maybe we feel like we're, we're, we're going to head out and, and we, we have something in our heart, but it's like keep involving God. We cannot do this on our own. And giving thanks to him once he delivers the promise. And I would say even thanking him before. To always be in, in an attitude of, of thanking God, gratefulness. And then it was sometime after that, um, Jacob, his name was changed to Israel. And then this is the beginning of God dealing with Israel. Thousands of years of of, of uh, bringing them, or trying to bring them to a place of trusting him again. And then, of course, from Jacob, now called Israel, we have the 12 tribes. And then there's the story of Joseph, rejected by his brothers, taken captive into slavery, went to prison. And then he was the second in command in Egypt, continued to believe God would bring good from even the most terrible circumstances. During a great famine, he provided for his family. Joseph continued to believe and trust in the oath of Graham, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that his people, Israel, would see the promised land. That's in Genesis 50, 24 to 25. And then um, 
at the end of his life, Joseph said, God will surely come to your aid, and then you must carry my bones up from this place. So this place of just trusting God, and, and even for us, like God, God wants to plant that in, in our hearts, the promises that he has. And, and that has to be constantly just uh, something that sustains us as we, as we continue to have faith in him and trust him for today, for tomorrow. Uh, a takeaway from this re- related to now too is God is with us even when our circumstances suggest otherwise. So all the stuff that we're going through right now, it, you know, it, where's, where's God in all this? And, and uh, not to lose focus of things. Sometimes we have to wait to see God's redemption. God is good, even though life is hard. For, forgiveness is much better than bitterness. And don't give up. Then, of course, from there, uh, from the 12 tribes, we know that we have the, the, the tribe of Judah, which leads to uh, Jesus. His... his um, his line, and then Levi um, had three sons, Gershon, Kobath, Merari, and Kobath had a son, Amram, and that's the lineage leading to Moses. So throughout the, the rest of the Old Testament, Moses, Joshua, Ruth, Esther, Job, Daniel. So this is only some of the many men and women of the Old Testament that God was dealing with. And it was the same issue again, self-strength or trusting God. And it was, that was just always coming up. And in New Testament, as we read through, beginning with Zacharias and Elizabeth, um, again, trusting God, and, and then they're, they're quite old too. And then they, of course, their son, John the Baptist. And we have Joseph and Mary entrusted with Jesus, entrusting the Lord all the way along in that whole thing, times when they had to move and, and go where he told them to go. And, and um, then throughout the Gospels, Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the disciples, Paul, Barnabas, Mary Magdalene, Martha, many others learning to trust God. For each one of us, we are on this journey of trusting God. And it's a process. And of course, for each one of us, it's, you know, the environment that, that we w- were raised in, family that we're born into, family, family dynamics. Could I trust my earthly father? Many would think, is God trustworthy? Can I trust him? So, so as, I, as I read this, I'm thinking back to you know, some of the purpose of the, the time that we have Sunday evenings, um, remnant recovery. And it's all tied in with this because it's, it's walking with people that have, that have maybe had a hard time really believing God and understanding um, his love. And, you know, we've, we've all been traumatized to some extent. And it's all affected the way that we have relationship with God, how we have relationship with people. 
So part of what we're doing is, is that, is just helping people to come into a place where, where they can, they're not afraid to draw close to God, not afraid to, to, to build relationship. Because that's what the church is about. That's what the body is about. That's what the family of God's about. It's building relationship, growing together, encouraging each other, and walking with each other. And then, sort of the flip side of... of uh, Trusting God is, how about him trusting us? Um, in the Old Testament, Numbers 12, 7, but not with my servant Moses, of all my house, he is the one I trust. That's God speaking. So God's looking for people that are trustworthy. That verse and many others, Old Testament and New, suggests that perhaps the question is not only can we trust God, but maybe for those that desire a full life in God, the question would be, can God trust me or us? Our trust originates in him. He puts faith in us in every good thing we need to bear the image of his son to trust and obey the Father. What are some of the ways that God trusts us? He breathed, li he breathed life into us, Genesis 2-7. Man was created in the image of God, in our soul that lives eternally. He desires our soul to be with... Sorry. Yeah, he desires our soul to be with him in eternity. But it's, it's up to us, you know. God says, you know, we, we pray quite often, Lord, like guard my, guard my heart, guard my mind. But there's, there's a responsibility that we have to take in that. That we, we guard what we allow into our soul. So God is trusting us to do that. Trusting us with the gospel. Contrary to what many have said, that you know God's, God's in control and he's just going to take care of everything. Um, actually, the church is essential to God's plan of salvation to the world. He's trusted us with the gospel that is up to the church to be good stewards in sharing the gospel. Who else is going to do it? God is trusting us with our talents and abilities, skills, natural abilities in art, music, speaking, working with our hands, being a good steward to, to whatever it is that God has put in our hands in our abilities. And, and um, that's part of what we want to do too in, in the church is encouraging each other. That's another thing that we do in the evening on Sunday is, is encouraging people to step out in their giftings. And, and many people, it's, it's 
for one reason or another, they, they have found it hard to do that. And most of the time, it's fear, unbelief, wrong understanding of things, things from the past that have paralyzed people. But uh, we're believing more and more that we will see people taking responsibility and stepping out in those things. Another thing that God trusts us with, which, which is our responsibility, is our health. Um, 1 Corinthians 19 says that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Proper nutrition, exercise, and being a good steward of, of my body. And of course, we don't want to get fanatical about that. But when we, when we understand it and put it in the right context of what God's saying, it's good. It's good. Possessions. God gave us the, the talents, strength, opportunities to gain wealth for his kingdom purposes. James 1, 17. He entrusted us with every good and perfect gift. A good steward to use wealth for the kingdom of Christ. So as we've heard a lot of times, it's, it's not money that's evil, it's the love of money. But we, we want to um, be good stewards, and Lord, show us, as you prosper us, Lord, how it can be used for your kingdom purposes. So I'm going to be repeating something that I said earlier. Our trust in him originates from him. He puts faith in us and every good thing that we need to bear the image of his son. So that, that's what God is doing. The word of God says, Christ in me, the hope of glory. As we trust God, as we walk with him, as we have a relationship, he is changing us into the image of his son. The way that we become trustworthy to God is by trusting him. God is looking for a faithful people. He will entrust more to those that are faithful to him. I become trustworthy by surrendering everything to God. It all belongs to him. Then I become faithful in one whom God can trust. Thank you, Lord. Five steps to trusting God. Read the scriptures about God. Psalms, um, one that is, is incredible, Psalm 119, 90, other psalms. Um, and there's a multitude of stories throughout scripture of different people that God was working with, walking with, and um, building trust into them. The story of Joseph. Genesis 37 to 47, showing how God proved himself trustworthy to Joseph. Number two, ask God to help you build trust. Psalm 34, 17. When the righteous cry for help, God hears and rescues them from all their troubles. Be honest with God. Tell him your lack of trust. Number three, hold on to God. Be thanking him, even though you may not feel like it. And I think one of my favorite scriptures, a short one, is Ephesians 5.20. Thanking God over all things. So many times I, there's issues that come up. I'm, I'm dealing with something. 
and I, the more that I think about it and try to work it out in my head, I just get a headache, I feel sick, I get depressed, and I, I don't go drinking, though, but uh, <laughs> actually I've thought of it. <laughs> but to thank him over all things, can I, can I, can I do that? I, I just say, Father, I don't get it. I don't really understand this. I don't know why this is happening, but you do. So if you do, then I can trust you. So as I, I just start worshiping the Lord, and I give it to him, and then I feel myself being lifted out of it. And then he brings the solution or whatever it is that I need to know. So Ephesians 5.20, actually in, in every Bible that I've read, it says thanking God for all things. And I, I used to have a trouble with that, thanking God for all things. Because I was taught in my early years as a Christian that even the bad things, even cancers from God. And I said, no, not my God. So as I did some studies on that and more and more in this context, one of the, 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 um, the words hupo, I believe, uh, was over or through or in, over all things. So I can thank God over all things because he sees the whole picture. Number four. Let go. Let go. That's been a, a challenge for me because of what I was raised in. And um, there was so much of, okay, well, I, I've got to take care of it. I've got to do it. It's not going to happen unless I do it. So let go. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So lay down every fear, worry, control, unforgiveness, grief. Actually, lay down is, is, is to repent, though, too. Go to the cross. Lord, forgive me for where I've allowed bitterness, where I've allowed unforgiveness. Unforgiveness will kill us. It'll just, our walk with the Lord will just stop right there. So Lord, just, and, and again, I can't do that on my own. I have to say, Lord, help me to do this. I un I'm unable to do this on my own. Number five would be journaling. Record where you've seen God's faithfulness in your life. Deuteronomy 7.9. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. And when you journal, it's always good because you can look back too. You know, where you were you seeing God bless you. Um, then I just wrote this down when I was sitting here. I, I, I've been... It's been really hard in a lot of ways um, over the last while. I have a couple of good friends that, that, that uh, in the early years, they were Christians, and we grew up and shared the Lord together. And for one reason or another, they started to get sidetracked in, in, in all this, and, and uh, another way to, to enlightenment instead of through Christ, through Jesus. And it, and it saddens me. All the promises that God has for us are complete in Jesus. Um, 
if anyone comes with you and they, they, they say that they've got all this revelation beyond the finished work of the cross of Christ, then you've got to question it. Because I'm hearing that a lot of that in the latest thing. is It's called the source. I'm hearing, hearing that a lot. So if someone starts to talk to you about the source, we know that uh, Jesus is the source. So to stay focused on that. Um, I, I actually just realized I didn't really pray to st- at the beginning of what, my talk, but I'm going to pray now. And then I have, I have a, a word from the Lord that I've been sitting on for some time. And, and it, it's quite incredible because in, in going through my papers my, and my stuff, it's just like, it just sort of slipped in front of me. And I felt the Lord say, okay, this is the time to release this. And it's been a long time that I've had this. But Father, we just thank you, Lord. We acknowledge that you are God. You sit on the throne. We're grateful, Father. We thank you, Lord, that for your patience with us, Lord God, that you take each one of us on this journey of learning to trust you. And Lord, sometimes we, we can maybe get to the place where we give up. But Lord, just cause our hearts not to give up. Cause our hearts to stay on you, Lord. Cause our hearts to, to see that everything that you are, everything that we need to know is, is in the person of Jesus. We thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you that you're building trust into each one of us. And that as we know you more and more and more every day, as our trust grows in you, Lord God, that that we will be set free from the things that have bound us, the things that have kept us from stepping into the, the giftings and all the things that you have for us as individuals, Lord. So I just pray that over your people today, that your people be free, that your people be free of bondages, fears, insecurities and that the promises that you've put in each one's heart Lord that each one would be secure in knowing that you will bring them to fulfillment Lord praise you Jesus the voice of the Lord is going out from this place And this place shall be known as the safe place because the compassion, the kindness, the goodness of the Lord shall abide here. This place where the Lord resides in his people shall be known throughout the city. Do not be surprised when at work, at school, or wherever you may be, when people bear their hearts to you. For you shall have favor and you shall be known as the safe people. And the Holy Spirit shall give you boldness to speak healing and hope. The people will say, where is this safe place where the goodness of God resides in his people? This day the Lord shall establish this house as the safe place. And then the next part of it, I've titled it, A Deep Work. The Lord is doing a deep work in your hearts, for he is preparing you as he is doing a deep work in this city. 
I saw fire burning all over the city. It began with a small fire here and then another over there. As you allow the Holy Spirit to move and do not grieve him, but be sensitive to him and allow him to bring you into agreement in truth, he shall ignite even more fires throughout this city. This will eventually bring a tsunami of his spirit to cover this city and cleanse and bring reconciliation. Reconciliation first to himself by turning hearts from false gods and false belief systems. The love, kindness, and goodness of God shall demolish every dark place. Fear shall be eradicated and faith shall triumph. Forgiveness and reconciliation in the hearts of the people shall allow the Holy Spirit to fill the sails on his ship of the Spirit. There are many shipwrecked and stranded on remote islands. Holy Spirit is preparing the ship of the Spirit to reach these places. There are treacherous waters and there is much preparation needed for the journey, but it shall be in God's timing. Now is the time to draw close to the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to burn off the dross and bring pureness of heart. The Lord is doing a deep work in your hearts to prepare you as he is doing a deep work in the city. The last words of Jesus on this earth were, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere all over the earth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.